Leaving Las Gregas contains strong opinions and strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Hang on, For the record, I'm talking to my old friend Romford Mark. We've known each other a very, very long time and I wanted to talk to him about it. So you're a cosplayer? Cosplayer, so yeah, so what are we in now? 2019. Sort of 2012s and all that kind of stuff. So I worked DJ in a club, done that for years and all that kind of stuff. And we always used to do a big Halloween event. It was always our biggest event of the year. Right. So I always used to try and do something stupid for the Halloween events to make it sort of yeah. like if, the, if we're asking the punters to dress up then yeah you should I put was, the effort yeah, in put the effort well. in as well yeah, yeah. and all this kind of stuff so it just became like a thing and I'd, I'd buy some like prosthetics and paint my entire my mum would help me like paint my entire body like a skeleton and shit like that would be like four hours doing makeup <laughs> I love that your mum's helping oh, my mum my mum's part of it it's like a team we're like a team oh so then I was seeing this girl or oh, 2014 maybe mm. She went, oh, Saturday we're going to go to this thing called MCM. We're going to MCM. And I was like, what's that? So it was like a convention. I was like, well, okay. Never been to a convention ever at that point. So I just like rocked up. I had uh, jeans and a t-shirt on or whatever. She dressed up as um, Storm from X-Men, right. like that, put a wig on or whatever. All around, Rob Van Dam was there, all this kind of stuff. And yeah, it was, it was sort of interesting and stuff like that. And previously, a few years before, I'd bought some Stormtrooper armour from a really dodgy place. It was rubbish and stuff like that. And I'd seen people from the UK Garrison, which is a, a big costuming group. So she went to me like, oh, you're really boring. Uh, you need to get a costume if we're going to come again. And given my sort of alpha personality, that's the wrong thing to say. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Um, <laughs> so this was in the May. So of course, Halloween was coming up and all this kind of stuff. And um, so I went online. I'd, I'd found a couple of forums and on eBay and all this kind of stuff. Uh, so I ended up buying a seven foot minion costume from Despicable Me. <laughs> just, just because. Um, so I wore it for Halloween so trying to DJ inside this like a giant mascot costume and stuff like that didn't really think that one through did you didn't, no what I, was, what I was used to pick the costume and then she think, oh fuck I've got to try and DJ in this yeah and then so we turned up she was dressed as Storm and I was dressed as Seven Minion and I didn't move for 90 minutes so I literally just stood in one spot this was at the height of Minion Mania yeah. kind of thing and I just didn't move for an hour and a half <laughs> And through the eye hole and all this kind of stuff, I could just see her getting more and more pissed off with this. <laughs> and it sort of culminated in this hilarious thing where she got so pissed off, she stormed, pun intended, down the XL as I'm sort of walking down <laughs> with this minion with this giant smiling face on, all this kind of stuff. But that sort of got me hooked. So I was like, well, this is fun. So then yeah. I sort of went from there and um, I tried to make a Mysterio costume. I think that is. Mysterio, he's a Spider-Man villain from the comics. Oh, okay. And from where I first saw him, was in the Saturday morning cartoon series. Right. And if he was a mysterious, it was always my favourite one. So I sort of did that and made it out of foam and all this kind of stuff. It was just utter garbage, but I loved it. <laughs> Had fun. And then I, I bought this Spider-Man costume off a guy in the Philippines, Amazing Spider-Man 2, went and saw that cinema. Terrible film, but great Spider-Man costume. And so I bought, sort of got that and I wore it for Halloween and loved it. And then I went to a convention, went to Birmingham MCM, wore it there, wore it at London MCM for a little bit as well. She was dressed as Huntress, I think, from Batman and stuff like that, helped her with that. And then I got back in sort of in with this thing called the UK Garrison. And they are part of what's called the 501st Legion, which is a worldwide Star wow. Wars costuming group. A stupid number of members all across the, across the world, primarily Star Wars. Yeah been going for sort of 25 years or whatever and then in the UK we have what's called the UK Garrison performed by a guy called Graham Campbell who sadly passed away in a car accident oh. and we are we have a, a, an arm called Real Icons 
So it's the basically film, TV, games, comics, whatever, costumes, but done to the same level as the 501st Legion. 501st Legion basically means you've got to make it look like it does on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Stormtroopers in the original A New Hope had Chelsea boots that they couldn't didn't have white Chelsea boots, so they had black Chelsea boots painted white. Right. And all the imperfections and stuff like that. And so I sort of joined them through having this sort of Spider-Man costume. I had to make a couple of alterations to it to make it look as authentic as possible, like make sure the zip could hardly be seen, like put the palm pads on, all this kind of stuff. And then started doing a couple of charity events and just loved it. And then, of course, they were saying, well, you've got this costume. What Star Wars costume are you going to get? Right. And I'm a bit tall. I'm like, Mark Hamill, I'm a bit too tall for a Stormtrooper. All right. Um, so my choices were either Boba Fett which I loved or um, Vader and if someone says you should do Vader you sort of think well okay let's let's, let's go. do that yeah. um, so 18 months and about two and a half grand later um, I had a basically reasonably screen accurate um, Empire Strikes Back Vader wow what's the difference Oh, there's different. All all the different Vaders are different. So, Revenge of the Sith is different. Um, Rogue One is different. A New Hope is different. Right. ESB is different. So, in A New Hope, it looks a bit battered. Yeah. ESB is all nice and shiny. Right. Return of the Jedi is slightly different again, and all this kind of stuff. But that was ESB was my my that was Vader. Your one. Yeah, yeah. I really liked ESB, so I went for sort of that. And then I went down this rabbit hole then of screen accurate costumes. Yeah. But we go off and do um, people like yeah you get people that cosplay and they do go to conventions mm. and, and do whatever and, and they might just buy 40 quid Zentai suit or whatever but we do a lot of charity work so in the last if I'd say in the last 18 months I've done five Make-A-Wishes uh, with Make-A-Wish UK some of us uh, did some of Spider-Man did one as Deadpool guy this um, kid really wanted to meet Deadpool That's so I so drove cool. all the way down to Southampton um, for this guy to meet Deadpool he just wanted to have his own little comic on so there was me another guy dressed as Vader and Batman and we spent just 90 minutes just sitting with this kid who was pretty much non-verbal in a wheelchair. And then three, um, three weeks later, he passed away. That's really, um, that's really powerful. So you, then we've done other ones. I did one, I do hospital visits, a lot of those. I do ones at a lot of John Radcliffe Hospital in Oxford. About the second one I did, I met this kid and his name has just completely escaped me now. Met him, dressed up Spider-Man or whatever. And then about a year later, we got a message from his mum. Oh, um, he's finished his chemotherapy and it's his birthday, would Spider-Man want to come along? It's not something we don't do, do birthday parties, yeah. but that was a thing. So that was a really positive story. We do like big events, so the Comic-Cons, um, and we do like little events. Um, I'm doing one next weekend, fundraising with a little organisation in Romford, um, just collecting money for their it's a childhood cancer foundation. That's, that's so fucking cool. So Because when you started dressing like Spider-Man, I was like, oh, fucking hell, you're 45, grow up. And now I'm just seeing all this amazingness that has come out of it. And yeah, I think it's yeah. just made you the best version of you. In the amount of time that I've known you, you are such a good version of you right now. And I, and I think that's really cool. I mean, it, you sort of say to people, what do you like? People go, oh, you, you, you dress up. You dress up as like a plastic spaceman or whatever. And, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, people say, you're plastic. We call us like this, the 501st old UKG. We talk, yeah, you're plastic, plastic dressy up spaceman kind, right. kind of thing. Yeah. And you sort of go, some of them, they go, yeah, and you spend all this money and stuff like that. I mean, I've got a, my Deadpool 2 costume. I could buy a car for the amount of money that I've spent Seriously? On that. Oh, yeah, it's like, oh, four figures. Really? And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking And man. I obsess over, like, tiny, stupid little yeah. little details. And But for me, I really enjoy that. Mm. And then people say, oh, you spend all this money doing that. And I go, yeah, but I went, on Christmas Day, I went to two hospitals 
dressed as Spider-Man and gave out presents to kids that were in hospital on Christmas Day. Yeah. And that was with a charity called the Henry Allen Trust. It's right. this little tiny charity in, in Milton Keynes. Dawn is, was Henry's mum. Henry was a kid, ended up with childhood cancer, passed away, I think he was like six years old. And one of his last wishes to his mum was, can you make other children happy? Yeah. So they now go and, and they then go and, and do all this kind of stuff. So I've done a lot of work with them. Um, I ended up with a Deadpool um, like promotional unicorn from Deadpool 2. And then I auctioned it off, or I did a raffle on my cosplay page, raised 500 quid. Wow. And then, so I said to Dawn, like a couple of days before, I've, I've got this, I've raised this money for you for, for Christmas or whatever. And she came out on Christmas morning as we were getting ready and we are sort of taking the present. And she just came up to me and just got said, hold out your hand like this. And then just put something in my hand and, and put it around it. And she just went to me, like, this belonged to little man. And I opened up my hand and it was like a little tiny Spider-Man Lego figure. Like the little tiny mini. But she wanted you. Uh-huh. And she said, I want you to have it. And you know when you just don't yeah. know how to react. And because I was getting ready to go and visit kids and I was just like, I gave her a hug and all this kind of stuff. And, and we did the visits and mum actually came along with me. And so mum, when she comes over, just call her Aunt May. <laughs> she's got grey hair and stuff. And I, I did all that and I, I got home and then I just sat down to eat my Christmas dinner and I just pulled my eyes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it just... Uh, Somebody had given me something that belonged to their dead son yeah. just because I dressed up in some spandex and, and went and helped him out. But yeah, but just the world is such a miserable, difficult, tough place that there needs to be some joy. Like, yeah, and that's and it's, that's exactly what it is. You just bring in a little bit of a little bit of joy. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done some really tough troops. Like we do, what you call them troops. Mm. So we've done like Great Ormond Street and stuff like that. And I remember there was a kid who was in isolation and his mum brought him up to the window so he could high-five me like through the glass of the window because he couldn't come out because he was in isolation. You're going to fucking set me up. Um, no, so we did one through the Henry Allen Trust. This was uh, last year, so 2017 into 18. Um, this kid Danny we went and saw him and he was just on his way home and he was palliative care we went around his house on New Year's Eve so there was me Batman and a stormtrooper we did a home visit just gave him loads of presents Yeah. and he was palliative care and again two months later he, he passed away yeah. but for that moment he, he was great we did one at a hospice uh, there was a guy he was an ex-soldier and he was on his, on his way out but he wanted his it wasn't for him, it was for his kids. He wanted his kid he wanted to see his kids meet some stormtroopers and Vader. And so we went there, it was like a Thursday morning, I got the morning off work, we drove down there, there was three of there was three of us, there was me, Vader and two two troopers, and the guy and you could just tell that the guy wasn't long for this world. But for that half an hour he got to see his kids meet some stormtroopers and that for him will be a memory that, that yeah. he took with him yeah and, and it's just like people say and I say what do you do at the weekend yeah I go, I go fishing right so you sit at a lake and you catch fish and then you put it back what did you do at the weekend I went and raised money for charity yeah. I went and put a smile on a kid's face I, I, I did all these did all these things yeah yeah so, I mean it's, it's I, so I've tried to start doing advocacy work now because I think the world is a bad place and I think I've taken out for many years so I want to try and put uh, put back in now but you get bragging rights out of it because you feel f- f- doing good things feels amazing it did, yeah, but it's that's that thing isn't it is that if you I always remember that episode of Friends when Phoebe's trying to do something selfless yeah and but something always happens but it is you like you put a smile on someone's face and you feel better for it but it's just like 
why why can I not feel good about doing something good for somebody else? Yeah, no, that's right. You should you should embrace and that. it and it just puts everything into perspective. So, all right, I'm 45. I'm single. I live alone. Right? <laughs> you got a cat, but, but I've got a cat. Yeah, I've got a serial killer cat. But I'm in really good health. I own my own house. I've got a job. I get up in the morning. I can do whatever I want, and I can go. But there's people out there like you go and see these kids in hospital, and it's just their parents and stuff like that. And just for that ten minutes, yeah. they just forget about everything. And sometimes I remember my mum came the first time, and she was like asking the parents. And I said to her, "Look, if you want to come again, I don't want to know." what's wrong with these kids when we do the make a wishes I don't want to know what's wrong with the kid that isn't important to me right what's important to me is that that kid has a great day right and that's it like I don't if they wait for a truck fine but that's not why I'm there I'm there because that kid like wanted to have a. there was one kid we did he wanted to have a superhero training day yeah so we taught him there was him and like four I think his sister his cousin or whatever so we taught him how to be a superhero like how to stand like a superhero, how to do a superhero landing. Wow. We taught him like a secret um, handshake and all this kind of stuff. And we did like an assault course and all this kind of stuff. And then we had a laser battle against the Joker and, <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. But it didn't matter. Yeah. If it didn't matter for him. And he, he knows I'm not Spider-Man. Yeah. They no. don't care. I, yeah, we did one with Harry Potter. The masks are great for that, aren't they? I just didn't because they, they're the imagination leaks. Yeah, they have and I don't. I mean, I don't talk like this. I no. try my best. I mean, I, there are people um, out there that think I am a like. People come up to me when I'm at cons and whatever, and go, "Well, where are you from in America?" And I go, "Oh, I'm from Midtown LA." So I go, "Oh, hey, yeah, hey, man, how you doing? Yes, I'm, I'm Spider Man. Please meet. Oh, I like your shoes. They're very nice. Oh, hey, princess, how you doing?" And because otherwise, if I talk like this... Yeah, yeah, it gives the game away a little bit, doesn't it? There's, there's a guy out north, and I remember going to a convention, and he was dressed as Spider-Man, like this. And I was, I'd was i done Vader for the day, and some kid was waving at me, like this. And I, and like, You're not going to wave back, I'm you're Darth Vader. I'm Vader. I'm Darth Vader, like, it's because the idea is you try and embody, the, as much as possible, yeah. Yeah, you try yeah, and embody yeah. the character and stuff like this. And this guy came over dressed as Spider-Man, and he went, and I would try and do my best impression of him. Eh, Darth Vader, I'm Spider Man. <laughs> like this. And I just and I, and I was just like, okay. And there was another guy dressed like as, as um like a water, Iron Patriot from Iron Man Three or whatever, like this. And they go, hey, I'm here, fist bump, boom. Like I'm fairly sure that Don Cheadle doesn't sound like that. Don Cheadle's company's not too great. Yeah. I mean, and but it is just that it's just that escapism. Escapism for me, yes, because I get to to, to make people's day better. And escapism for other people because on my I've got some social media pages just just so I can see pictures and people can explore. But my face isn't on there, yeah. so there are people oh, okay. that don't know what I look like. Right. The best one being is I've got this uh, zombie costume. Zombie, my zombie's called Tarquin. He's got his own name. He's got his, his Tarquin's got his own little fan club weirdly within within like this in the cosplay community. And within, like this, especially within the Walker Stalker, which right. is a convention group, Tarquin's got his own little fan club, <laughs> which is weird because Tarquin just shuffles around. He's a zombie, and it just came out of this desire. I thought, can I, can I go to a convention and walk around like a zombie for half a day, right, and just see what happens? Just could I do that? And it was amazing because people come up to you and they go, "Oh, can I have a picture?" But you can't speak. But I just stare at them with these like <laughs> weird eyes, and, they, and then they're not sure what's going on because they're like. They're waiting for this response and I just stare there and then people are on edge and then they're a little bit scared and then you can tell they're really enjoying it because they're a little bit scared like this and they're, they're just waiting for stuff and um, 
there was a guy, this guy called Fabioni and his wife, uh, Marie, and I'd met them about three or four times at, at conventions. He does an amazing Rick Grimes, does a really good uh, preacher as well. Right. Um, his wife does a character from Walking Dead and all this kind of stuff. And I'd met them and we'd had loads of photos of me killing them, them killing me and all this kind of stuff. And I was at an M- MCM and I was on a lunch break. We'd, we'd, we were upstairs on a on lunch break or whatever and I was out of costume and he was there, just one, he was there on the balcony. And I went over to him and I hugged him. Hey, Fabioni, how are you? Like this. And the look on his face. And he was just like, who is this? Who the fuck are you? Who is this? Yeah. And it took him and his wife a good couple of minutes because I hadn't twigged that they'd never seen yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the people say, well, why don't you show people? Like, because then the mystery's gone. That's if lovely. You know, if you know what I look like underneath, there's no mystery. Mm. And I can look like whatever you want then underneath. yeah. yeah. Like, if you want to pretend that I look like this, you can, and you, and you can have any little tiny fantasy within it and stuff like that. That's um, really cool. That's re- that is really, really cool. It's got your... Uh, um, what what are you, a triathlete? Yeah. Yeah, so my vision of what the cosplay community is like, you've, you've probably got one of the better physiques for Deadpool and Spider-Man. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I've got a little bit of mid-leg. I've just got this, like, belly just, just doesn't seem to go. So I do the uh, the Tasman, like the Andrew Garfield one. Yeah. And he's like five foot ten, and people go to me, "Oh, you're going to do the 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 MCU Spider-Man?" And Tom Holland's like, "No, because right. Tom Holland's five foot seven and he's twenty two years of age. There's no way I could do that, and it would look good. It would look weird. Right? Like I can just about pull off the Andrew Garfield one because I'm six two, and I, but I spend a lot of time down on the floor. But it would just <laughs> sort of yeah, because the idea is, when do you ever see Spider-Man standing up? Yeah, you don't. You see, he's always Spider-Man's yeah, always down and doing something cool. And um, we went to there was a Deadpool two screening last year. There was a fan screening that like, we tried to get to the premiere and this kind of stuff, but ended up doing a fan screen. And I got there, I got to the station, I drove, up, came up in costume, got to Leicester Square station, put my mask on, walked through Leicester Square, didn't take my mask off until I got back on the train. And they did this cosplay competition at the front, and they were saying like, the people saying, "Oh, can we? Can yeah. you come?" And they were using me for promo shots and all this kind of stuff. And it was Rob, Rob, I want to say Rob Beckett, the comedian with the teeth or whatever his name is. And he was hosting it or whatever. Right. And they were going along and they were saying to people, there was like someone dressed as Domino, someone dressed as Cable or whatever, like this. And they're going along the line, they're going, who are you? This guy goes, oh, I'm John, I'm an accountant. Uh, I've come dressed as whatever. And this girl was going, Louise, I'm dressed as um, I'm dressed as Domino. And he came to me. And I went, oh, hey, my name's Wade. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a beauty therapist, like this. And there was this like, you could hear these gasps in the audience. What are people going, is it? Because... And my mate was at the back and he was videoing it. And in front of him, there was these two women and they were bashing each other like a... It's it him. could be. It's oh, him. Wow. Like this, you see. And of course it's not, but they don't know that. And to, so to them, that made that little moment a little bit more special. Yeah, 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 yeah cool. And so... Like, and it is the kind of thing that, with that yeah. film, yeah, you know, that, that, that they kind could of, play yeah. that and, kind and of game. so, it, yeah. Yeah, that's really, that's really, really cool. I'm probably going to leave it there, mate. <laughs> Leaving Las Vegas starred Craig Tuohy and Colin Wallace and was produced by Craig Tuohy and Colin Wallace. Audio post-production and sound design by Sam Matt Dempsey.